Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Laura Wiley, are you ready or are you still in transit? I am ready, and you're going to start us off. Absolutely. So good afternoon, everybody. This morning, I, I, I talked at about 5 a.m. Feels like a a, a year ago, to be honest with you, but um, with everything that's gone on today, what a great day we've had at Breakfast with Champions. Um, my segments in the when I do when I fill you fill in, and now I'm I guess I'm going to be the permanent Wednesday 5 a.m. person. Is uh, I always try to tie into what Glenn is talking about during Rise and Grind, and I also you know you know what what's going on in my life and one of the things that it evokes for me. So I told the story this morning. Um, that I was listening to Rise and Grind on Monday, trying to figure out what I would do, talk about on Wednesday. And I was cutting up sandwiches to put in my kids' lunches. Um, just, you know, something I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do after all the time they were home. I'm happy. I, I used to hate making those lunches, right? But now I'm happy to make it. And as, I'm, as I was doing, I was listening to Glenn talk and talk about stepping into our greatness or something like that. 
And as I'm cutting, I see the crumbs on the plate. And I looked at myself sort of from across the room and said, why do you always settle for the crumbs as I ate one? And I started, you know, getting the lunches together and stuff like that. And the next thing I, I was thinking about was Hansel and Gretel. And I don't know why, but that was, that was the story that came to mind. And that's how the segment came together. So I'm going to get there in just a minute, but I just wanted to talk to the people in the room who are those settlers, those people who settle for the crumbs that life gives them. And I want to talk to them about, and I want to ask them some questions. I want to say, why are you believing that your life is fine when the rest of us all know you're meant for something more? Your inability to hear or see your greatness, your deafness to those who edify it, your blindness to those who reflect it back to you, these are all signs, okay? These are all the crumbs that are left for you to find your greatness. But some of you do settle. Some of us do settle for a lot of stuff. Some of us settle for relationships that don't nourish our soul. Some of us settle for J period, O period, B period, S periods that don't express your genius. You settle for financial and spiritual mediocrity because you literally don't believe the universe when it tells you, hey, take all the friggin' cake you'd like because, man, we will make more. You look at the crumbs and you're satisfied. And let's be clear, I am not your guru on this because my friends in the room who know me know that I wrote this segment for myself as much as I did for anyone, I am blessed to have listening to it. But what I am is the ultimate crumb guy. I have always thought that if it's not there, it wasn't for me. But over the last few months, listening, learning, and planting the wisdom that pours on me every day, I am here to tell and I am, that I am trying not to settle for those crumbs anymore. I am calling out my greatness and I am sharing my steps with you in the journey. So too low, Ramon says I'm too low. So so bread so 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 breadcrumbs, right? That's what I'm looking at on the plate. It's what's left over after a loaf of bread has been used, and the sandwich and sandwiches have been made. And you get home from work to an empty plate, and that just sits there and laughs at you because you're the one that has to clean it and eat the crumbs. And somebody grab that hot mic for me. And uh, and you gladly eat the crumbs and decide it's okay that nobody saved you any of the bread to make your own sandwich. You clean your plate, you put it away, and you figure tomorrow is another day. You call this humility, but I have come to learn that this is the ultimate expression of selfishness because what it means is you go to bed believing the universe doesn't care and that this is all you deserve. Not all of you. There are plenty of people on the stage right now who don't believe that and they, and they take off and, they, and we watch them and I celebrate them. I, I know that they're, they're, when they rise, so do I. But some of you, you know, you're, you're, the, you're one of these people. And if you are and you're in this room, we've probably had a conversation about, about it in the DMs. And what Dr. Jones, yes. uh, this is Laura Wild. Uh, one thing I notice is that I always think I don't settle for crumbs. And then when you talk about it, I think, huh, I think I might be having some crumbs in some areas of my life. So that's what's the inter what the interesting part to me is, is that some of us aren't aware of settling for crumbs. And that's one of the other issues, right? So your question is, do we, do we all know that we're settling for crumbs? No, I don't think we do. I think sometimes our breadcrumbs look so big that we call them houses, that we call them cars, that we call them things that we think we want, but the truth is they're not exactly what it is we want, okay? Um, did, you, did I answer your question, Laura? And yes, I, I, I just want to make sure we pointed that out so people don't say, oh, no, I, know, I never sell for crumbs. This is not for me because I think we can all take a look at, huh, am I really fully living out loud and living freely? That's all. I love that you just Ben stalked me. Thank you so much because I was kind of on a roll. You're my Michelle. But I want this to be a conversation. So thank you for stop, for slowing my role so that we could continue together because we are definitely stronger that way, right? So 
the next thing that uh, I was talking about Laura, with Laura was about Hansel and Gretel, right? Hansel and Gretel, they, Hansel drops some crumbs along the way to mark his path because his father was taking him off into the woods to leave him there because he couldn't afford to have the kid. Now, why Hansel wanted to go back to a family that didn't want him still baffles me. And if you don't know the story of Hansel and Gretel, I mean, flash your mics if you do, right? But if you don't know the story of Hansel and Gretel, you might want to Google it because you probably miss a lot of stuff in childhood that you need to get caught up on. But Hansel dropped these crumbs as markers to move him back to where he wanted to go. And he marked the most easy path to get back from where their father left him in the, in the forest, back to the house. But what happens? I know you're all screaming at, them, at me that know this story. You're saying, Sean, the, the, uh, the birds ate the breadcrumbs. There were no breadcrumbs to take them back to the house. And you're absolutely right. And the path that they used to get back to their house, house well, it took them back through a witch's house. And the witch tried to bake them and eat them. And they killed the witch, stole her jewels, went home. They all lived happily ever after because the family could now afford to keep the children, right? And you might say, well, that wasn't where the breadcrumbs were supposed to take them. And I'm here to tell you is that they looked for the breadcrumbs. They couldn't find them, and they kept moving forward. And as they moved forward, it got scary. And as it got scary, okay, uh, they, they continued to move forward and look for a way to win. And if Mr. Spizak has taught us anything, I don't know if he's still here or not. There he is. If, if Mr. Spizak has taught us anything, you cannot lose if you don't quit. Right? You can't lose if you don't quit. So we delivered three of the breadcrumbs, okay, that I thought were going to help me get out of my crumb eating way when we called this this segment uh, we call this segment crumb cake because it was just a funny word uh, if you saw it on Instagram and stuff like that so I'm gonna go I'm gonna start and I'm gonna have Laura sort of jump in on them okay and I hope that she bent stocks the hell out of me no offense to Brian I love him but let's face it he he make, he makes a segment really really worth worth listening to so number one and these are in no particular order and they're not any more important than, than, than any others. But number one is stop worrying about what everyone else gets. Whatever, what others get is the fruit of them following their own crumbs. You don't know what they had to do to get them. You don't know how many witches they had to kill. You don't know how many woods they had to walk through, right? Okay. But we measure these things on Instagram, which is a highlight reel, with our eyes and our brains instead of with our hearts. And I can tell you with some certainty, your heart is more intelligent than your brain will ever be when it comes to gratitude, love, and fellowship. You have anything to add on that, Laura? Um, that one, I love the way you wrap it up. I just, my thing is the, the idea of talking about our, our heart-centered and being heart-centered means that we can't really be jealous because one of my favorite spiritual teachers, Michael Beckwith, says, you can't keep what you are not willing to give away. So a great example is sometimes you guys have all, well, many of us have experienced this. Something great happens. Like I've seen, I've had girlfriends tell me horror stories of when they got the big fat engagement ring, how their other girlfriends pulled back or were not excited for them. They weren't truly excited. They were more jealous than anything. But look, if someone has something magical and amazing and beautiful happen to them, be happy for them because that just means if you can be in gratitude for them, that it's closer to you. You're now the next person in line for it to happen to if you can have a deep level of gratitude. So, and I don't, I don't, I know David Spisak said he's back. So, this is like, you know, a sharing conversation. So, you guys can jump in. We'll have plenty of time to finish all of our, our numbers. Thanks, Dr. Sean. Yeah, I've kept it concise in case because I knew David might be here. So, we have plenty of room for him. Absolutely. So, number two, accept the beauty. Of, and the love, and I love what you said, Laura. I wasn't, I didn't mean to gloss over it, the heart-centeredness and, and such. So accept the beauty and the love you receive from others. You don't have anyone in this life to impress, including your flawed, lying, conscious mind. And that might be our discussion next week, but we'll see. It's important to remember that our conscious minds are not us. They are, they are tools to navigate a material universe that we can't consciously perceive more than 3 to 10% of. 
and the other consciousnesses that you come into that tell themselves lives as well about the things you are and who, what you say, when they are inspired with, from their soul to express their gratitude or admiration, I ask you to do one thing and one thing only, lean in. Just like you would listen to someone you, you trust to give you negative feedback about where it is you're going and what you're doing, okay? Listen to the good as well, even if it's from somebody you don't know, because nothing feels better than when you can actually accept and receive positive feedback. I can't tell you how uncomfortable I am when people say anything nice to me even more so in front of other people. This is true. <laughs> it's my I, favorite thing to do is to make Dr. Sean so uncomfortable with compliments. <laughs> you know. I, I, have, I, I have turned off my phone for just that reason sometimes, but I have learned that if I cannot fully accept the compliment, that I can at least say thank you and return it because nine times out of 10, they deserve it, right? But I'm working on receiving. It's incredible that someone whose love language is spoken words of approval is also so uncomfortable when he receives them. So number three, ask for more or better yet, ask for it all. Understand that what's on the side of the fear of that ask is where everything you want in this, in this world is. You are not settling for what's left over on the plate anymore. You are asking for the whole friggin' cake. This is not a negotiation with the universe. This is an outright demand that as long as you are in alignment with it, you will ask and it will be given. Do you have anything, Laura, on that? Uh, just that there's a law of infinite supply in the universe, and that law doesn't just apply to the people who believe in it. It, be it belongs and it applies to all of us. The law of infinite supply just says that there is more than enough for every one of us and it's not a matter of chasing it. It's just a matter of recognizing it and being in alignment with it. So there is no scarcity, right? It is just that simple. Right. And I'm going to talk about the scarcity part a little bit later. But scarcity is a made-up construct by human beings because animals don't even have it. So it's just particularly human beings. So yes. Am I Brian Bensocking you well enough? Oh, I feel completely pummeled here. So <laughs> number number four. Ask for abundant health. Some of us are so stuck in the crumbs that we literally ask for less than even the most modest levels of good health. We are afraid, again, of our potential greatness. We are asking for weight loss. We are asking for the relief of symptoms. When what it is we should really be asking for is resilient health, infinite power to heal our bodies from the damage we do to it, as well as, well as the ability to perceive our own complicity in the destructions of our body. We are asking for the wrong things because we do not feel worthy of what really means the most, long, a long and fruitful life free of infirmity and physical limitation. And I know that this is a big one for you too, Laura, because you work with high-level athletes that sometimes start playing small because they're afraid of in injury and you work them to get them into the zone, right? Absolutely. And what we've found is that athletes who get into the zone, really they feel limitless and they feel fully tapped into the infant supply and there they can't be injured. They don't get injured and they have their literally live their live and have their best seasons when they go to a place of freedom and freedom from fear. So absolutely resilient wellness. That's one of my favorite words. Totally bought the domain name years ago that people are always trying to buy it for me for like five grand. I'm like no way that to me is the next step for all of us, right? To experience resilient wellness and to live, from a space uh, where we let go of fear in our healthcare and our wellness, and we actually evolve beyond health to wellness and to resilient wellness. Because just like we might search, you know, and spend 10, 20 years, you know, seeking wealth, chasing prosperity, trying to make a lot of money to have prosperity, why not do the same thing for health? Why not focus on health just as diligently? Because health is just as easy to achieve when you put time and energy and some work into it. So absolutely, resilient wellness, one of my favorite things. Okay, so number five, five year. Did you wanna take this one, Laura? I will. 
And first, I want to remind you guys that we're in Breakfast with Champions. So if you're bored with what Sean and I are talking about, that's fine. You can just go to breakfastwithchampions.live. I mean, I'm not bored, so hopefully you're not either. But we're actually here to offer motivation, inspiration, education, as you probably know, unless you've been under a rock. We're here a lot longer than we used to be. 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern. That's Monday through Friday. 6 a.m. We definitely like you guys sleeping in on Saturday. So be here at 6 a.m. Eastern. And then Club 111 is our worship service on Sunday live with Simba. I mean, Darian Sanders. And this is the best part, guys. There's no other place where nearly 100 leaders across industries and backgrounds get together. So if you miss a segment, you can go check out breakfastwithchampions.live. Don't go now. We also have other famous people on the app. Um, of course, Joan Farley, David Spizak, Brooke J. Lacey, and... Uh, Ramon's totally famous. And then Barbara Majeski was on the Today Show today at 1042, I think, right after Maria Shriver. She was on with Hoda and uh, Jenna, Jenna Bush. So anyway, I just want to point out the celebrity-ism that we have going on. But what's cool about it is that you're all at the table with the celebrities. Me too. I get to sit at this table with the celebrities. And it's here to be, we are here to be inclusive of you, regardless of how much money you make, what your religion is, gender, et cetera. We just love you, and we're so glad you're here with us. So, all right, Dr. Sean, maybe you start with number five, because I think I lost my place. Thank you for sticking to the script again. <laughs> I'm number, five, number five is find oh, wait, wait. your try. Dr. Sean, I think we got to let, I think we, well, after the try, we want to go to the audience. So, guys, if you have questions or comments, feel free. We're going to have you contribute in just a couple of minutes. Okay. Five the tribe. Maybe, Sean, I should do that because, guys, if you know Dr. Sean Shapiro, when he starts talking about how awesome it was to hang out with me and Joy Farley and Lauren Lavender, we totally dropped him off at the airport, pulled up two cars. I like to roll the windows down and jam a good song when someone leaves because at LAX, it's completely appropriate. At Charlotte, not so much. However, I forgot what I blasted. I'm sure it was Beyonce or something. Or no, it was Missy Elliott. So we had Dr. Sean out there just kind of hanging out, watching us as we unloaded suitcases and jammed this loud music. So uh, we believe that the tribe and finding your tribe is so important. So this one is tough for Sean to talk about. And it is for me, too, if I'm being real, because I've met people from this app in real life, IRL, that I love as much or more than friends I may have had for years. And it's been very hard for my other friends as they see me falling in love with my clubhouse friends and feeling like I have more in common sometimes. And I try to make everyone feel important, but there's just something about leaning into you guys. So this is a moment when we do need to lean in. And if we see the, breadcrumb, the breadcrumbs, uh, if we actually for settling for breadcrumbs, people in our tribes, especially on Clubhouse, like listen to Alexander Gonzalez, not let someone say anything bad on stage, right? We're so used to thinking that people have ulterior motives, but if you start talking about breadcrumbs and playing it small, someone will DM you or call you or text you from a room and start to lift you up. So if we can find others around us in these rooms who are like-hearted and who can bring our inspiration up. And, you know, they say that we should find people in our lives, several who are where we'd like to be, others who are on our level, we can really connect with them and share the truth of what's going on, and then a few people that we're teaching. And so to me, the tribe includes all of those people. And it's like, you know, we want to find people who speak our love language, but maybe not, because meeting people and having a diverse group of friends is so valuable. And when that happens, you have people who see the possibilities for you that maybe you haven't seen. So I forgot who it was, maybe Amelia or someone, someone from this show said, even if you're not sure you can become a millionaire, there's certainly someone who looks like you, who is kind of like you, who became a millionaire. If you're not sure you can be really healthy, there's someone who's overcome what you're going through. So this is why tribe is so important and leaning in to find your tribe, be you know, get into the direct messages, because that's what I did. You know, Joy asked me a question on stage one day, and then I think I, I don't know, one of us DM'd each other, and then boom, we're like becoming besties. So same thing, I could name people on the stage, like Brooke J. Lacey, I've met her, Nate Forrest drove and took me out for dinner on my birthday, y'all. I was going to be alone. He drove from Kentucky to take me, uh, not Kentucky, ten oops, sorry, Nate, Tennessee, to take me out for my birthday. So this tribe, these people here, Dora Maria met me in New York City at a restaurant. Same thing for, for uh, America's Hot Sauce. 
Bernita, so I just found the love is overflowing. And if you got to Clubhouse a little later, you're a little shy, it's okay. We're all here open to love you and surround you with this energy so that you can feel like you're completely part of the crew, part of the tribe, and part of the Breakfast of Champions family. Okay, so we're not done. Number six, Sean, is intuition. I throw back to you. I, I, thought, I thought we were going back to the audience to sort of break this up a little bit. See, that's why he's here, because he helps us have a script. See, he helps me stay organized. We are. So is there anybody who wanted to share, anybody who had anything to say about the, the, the four or five that we've gone through right now? I know that some of you were here this morning, and I'm blessed to see, oh, look at Lauren Lavender's here. That's amazing. And she got her, new, her old icon back. I appreciate it. So, George Farley, are you there? Can you talk a little bit about your tribe as well? Because I love the way that you describe things. I love finding my tribe, and I think you find it especially breathing in each other's air. I told everyone it's different when you hear each other, hear each other's voices, feel each other's hearts, but there's nothing like experiencing your essence in person. So I think it was number two where you said lean in. And I think for some people who maybe don't connect as easily with others, but we've heard each other's voices for all these months, but hey, send the, send the first message. Make the first move. You never know who you're sitting next to, above you, below you, beside you. And you might just find your new best friend, maybe your soulmate. I don't know. Sisters like Laura Wilde and Lauren Lavender. I mean, it's been just freaking awesome. The past weekend, I feel so much more connected than I already thought I was. But there's nothing like um, finding friends that are so connected from the heart, but at the same time you feel like you've known each other for a million lifetimes i think that's what dr sean said so leaning in and then i love that idea of asking for more because i think sometimes we think oh well maybe this is all i deserve maybe you know whether it's a job or friendships relationships whatever that i think we all have to draw our line in the sand and to say you know what i deserve the best i want the best for myself i want the best for others and to really champion that in everyone around you, I think makes a huge difference. So loving this. Joy is my proofreader, just so you know. She does cheat. <laughs> I don't do it. I don't do a segment without uh, flashing a picture of it to Joy. She just so started thanks. this week. <laughs> no, she yep, didn't start. I'm for hire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she she didn't start this week. She's been doing it all. Um, so anyway, is there anybody else that has anything else that they'd like to share, or we can move right into the next couple of uh tips that we have um good so we'll go to number six number six is intuition and this is one of laura's favorite because intuition can be explained scientifically on multiple planes of existence so a lot of people think that intuition is sort of this this non-measurable thing but there are ways that you can actually measure it there are things that you can connect to in your in your body and in the universe that will allow you to 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 sort of not only not only get a sixth sense of what will happen but actually get a gut feeling right and that's my part of this is that that gut feeling is interpreted by what we call our enteric nervous system it's literally at the center of your abdomen it controls all the functions of your gut but it's also like a second brain but instead of like the big brain we have in our head the one that causes so much trouble it doesn't have an ego. It doesn't have multiple personalities. It doesn't have things that it's worried about other than survival and reading the environment. And it can take environmental signals and pr produce data that will allow you to, to, to sort of interpret it as a positive or negative experience that's coming your way. So um, there, there is no information that you cannot process this way but your brain may disregard it. Your conscious mind might disregard it because it doesn't believe and you don't believe. That it's not real. I guess he got dropped out of the room somehow. So, <laughs> so what I was gonna add about intuition guys, and if you guys, if Dr. Sean is not on stage and he comes back, please pull him up. Hey, Dr. Sean. I got, uh, kicked, out of, I got kicked out of the room and I don't know where I was. I'm sorry, I just kept talking. You were no, you you were only gone for like ten seconds. Okay, good, thank you. And I actually like finished mid sentence, I think, so we're good. Gotcha, perfect. So what I was going to add about intuition is that 
um, people like like Dr. Sean said, people think they they don't realize how real it is. And so one of the ways I chalk up intuition and how it kind of makes sense is that a quantum physicist would love this, right? So I love quantum physics. I'm not a quantum physicist. I wish I could be, and maybe I will be one day because maybe it's a crumb to not be one. So quantum physics would say, well, time does not exist. It's a construct that we made up with our minds. So that's true. That leads to the idea that of course we're all intuitive because we all already know what's happening past, present, and future because it's all kind of at once, which is really like like a mind screw, right? Like how can our minds comprehend that? Well, that's the whole point. We can't. So we created time with our minds. So like one of my friends asked me like 10 years ago, maybe your future self knows that you're a multimillionaire. So they're talking to you. They're whispering in your ears. So start listening more. And that's when I started training and intuition pretty heavily and became quite intuitive, which led me to these moments where you know, I would be in a car and say, watch out, there's trouble up ahead. And my friends would think I was weird and tell the truck up ahead that they had gotten in a different lane to avoid for no good reason, swerves and like loses a trailer. Or the time I thought I should leave right now. Let's all go. Let's leave. And then no one listened. And minutes later, there was a shooting at a mall. And so that is interesting to me, right? Because we're, we're all really intuitive. We just don't realize it. So when you tap into your intuition, you actually can recognize the possibilities for you because I believe our future self is guiding us. And then we can be pulled by the pleasure and the vision instead of pushed by our pain. So that's why intuition is an important part of not settling for crumbs, right? Be pulled by the vision, not pushed by our pain. And the vision is something we can tap into with our intuition and also even with getting into the zone. Make sense, Dr. Sean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Intuition is key. It is the key crumb that gets you started when the birds have eaten all the crumbs right it's where you it's you where don't need you no crumbs cheat. you don't need no crumbs but you gotta you gotta have a trail that gets you there and you use your gut to do that i think i want to add one more laura because it's the invisible feel, trail right your intuition is your invisible trail okay i want to put that in the podcast see <laughs> it's the invisible trail thank you for calling that out so i think i think we want to add a couple more here, Laura, and I know that your your zone of genius is actually getting people into the zone and and getting people from flow state into the zone. So I'm going to let you talk about that, but I would just like to say that that Laura's techniques, Laura's uh, like her, just her PDF that she'll send you if you if you just DM her. I don't know what Lauren Lavender space bar space bar space bar, space bar, yeah. space bar. yes just a space bar and a send will do. <laughs> Yep, just just DM her a space bar. And Hold up, y'all thought that was funny. You should definitely unmute and tap your mic so we know you're listening and having a good time with us because we're here to roll, guys. <laughs> you guys are a riot. Keep going. Ben's Great. talking is now a... We're having a, a good time. Excellent. So, yeah, just DM, DM her a space bar or some kind of funny emoji, and she will send you that PDF that will help you when you're stuck get into the zone. And I... And as crazy as I thought it was when I met her, and I will tell, I, I don't think I've ever told her this, is that, is that I thought that literally when she told me about this PDF, that, that she, 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 was, she was crazy. But I actually came to a point back in June where I felt like I was, not def, I was definitely not in the zone. And I decided to use the PDF and lo and behold, things opened up and life changed immensely in just a few moments and i was in the zone walking through the cosmic door and i will be forever grateful to laura for that so let's laura wilds what do you have to tell these good people about flow state and getting in the zone so they can use their final okay so one of the things okay so one of the reasons it's so important to get into the zone whether you're an athlete, a CEO, a doctor, or let me make sure I cover every base, a scuba diver, a violinist, a cellist, okay, now I'm joking, but regardless of what you do in life, a mom, like even moms need to be able to get in the zone. It's how you don't forget to pick up your kids. It's how you're remembered. All these things you have to remember, right? So the zone is really about getting into the heart zone. This is, I believe, the zone is where we are actually closest to creator. Like this is where creator is like, whoa, look at this. Look at this beautiful being. And one of my analogies I like to use about dreaming big and not settling for crumbs is that let God be a person for a second sitting on a field, looking down over 
billions of blades of grass representing people, right? So it's great if we want to be a blade of grass. It's actually beautiful. Just being in existence, being a human being, moving about the universe, that's beautiful. However, if you have a huge, big dream, a big goal, a big ask, right? Then as God looks out over the field and sees green blades of grass, maybe you're the bright red flower, the violet flower, whatever you'd like to be. So maybe your dream should be big enough so that it's a high electromagnetic frequency, right? Because you're a creature playing your own note. Each one of us is here in the universe. We're playing a note. So that is how God perceives us, as the note, as an electromagnetic pulse. And it comes off of our hearts, right? So basically, you are a frequency. And you're, the note that you choose to play, because you do choose which note to play, it will be played long after you're gone for all eternity, and for infinity. So you want to stand guard at the exit of your heart and notice that before the next heartbeat, what note do you want to play? And be, this is what self-awareness is about. This is what when people say, he's woke, conscious, unconscious, etc. Unconscious people don't think about this thing, these things. Conscious people, people who are awakened, are aware of what note they're sending out, what note they're playing and they're choosing. Like, to be being real, sometimes I choose to play a really ugly note. The key is, I'm aware of it instead of doing it unconsciously, right? And so before the next time your heart beats, before the next pulse, ask yourself, either out loud by unmuting if you'd like, or just to yourself, what note do I want to play? What note do I want to play in this symphony of life, this beautiful symphony where this is a place in the universe where scarcity really truly does not exist. We made that up. So you can play whatever note you'd like. You can play the note for prosperity, resilient wellness. I say play a note that represents all of these. And so you can choose instead of scarcity, instead of fear or self-sabotage, we get to choose kindness or being limitless, greatness, great service, whatever it is, right? We get to choose that. And so it's interesting because we're contributing a note to the universe. And this is a collective consciousness, right? The symphony. And you know, it's good to be evaluating in the morning, at night, whenever we have a pause, right, a, a chance to think about what we think about, just wonder, am I creating, uh, I'm creating a paradise of my own choosing. So is my note valuating and elevating the universe or am I devaluing the energy field around me? Because like the violin is never jealous of the cello. So the note, because I don't know who, if you've played in a band or an orchestra and you're near your phone, just tap your mic. If you played in a band or an orchestra, Okay, good. I see some people flashing. Absolutely. I make so, a joyful noise. Does that count? <laughs> yes. Your voice is the joyful noise at all times. <laughs> so I howl at the moon. Does that count? Yes. No, in Nashville. Not. No, but it's a note. It's like a, oh, oh, see, if we can hear the note, Nate, we'll decide. <laughs> so feel free to holler the howling at the moon. Because you know what? Nate said that because there was a full moon, which means he, he totally is a werewolf at night okay so so guys you know the violin's not jealous of the cello and if we are looking at the cello when we're a violin playing that note and we're we're shady or we're upset or bothered we can dull that dull that note i mean everything is energy and some people are really strong and their note cannot be dulled very easily but if we're being super petty and you know we're casting a shade over someone else's note we can actually dull the universe so if you take a look at the world around us that is the cacophony instead of a symphony all the people's notes playing look what it's led to so if each of us in this room alone there are 149 people if we all start to pay attention each time our heart beats before the next pulse at the note we're playing and we recognize that life is energy and the vast majority of life in our experiences really is made up of the electromagnetic energy, then we get to change the pulse of the entire planet. It doesn't take many people to do that, right? The hundredth monkey theory is that the moment the 100th monkey on an island began washing his fruit, her fruit actually, it was a woman, a female monkey, a certain way, all the monkeys and all the islands washed their fruit the same way without having ever come into contact. So David Hawkins talks about this a lot in Power Versus Force, how we can really affect everyone else around us by our consciousness, by our note. So the essence of our being is really that kingdom within, right? And only a mentalized understanding of the kingdom changes. We don't really change our true essence, but our mentalized understanding of it might change. So if we settle for crumbs, Here's why. Because we major in minor things. So are you majoring in minor things or are you majoring in big things? Are you majoring in service? Because our energy is the most important thing we have. And if we, we refuse to allow negativity to seep in, 
and we don't live in scarcity, we get to actually raise the vibration, the energy of the planet, because you are a frequency. And, you know, when we take a look at the universe, we know that it's an infinite universe, right? But look around, look at how massive everything is. And you don't see, you know, animals sitting there in place, wringing their hands. Like a squirrel never sits and wrings its, its little paws and thinks, there's not enough food for me. Because I watch the squirrels out, squirrels out my backyard and they hustle and run around. They don't care if I you know, walk out on the porch to try to get them off the bird feeder, they'll come back in five seconds. So I actually literally gave up chasing the squirrels off the bird feeder. I was like, they're so intense that I'm going to let them eat whatever they want because they're going for it. And so the universe is infinite. You know, we can't be scarce because it's not possible. I think the squirrels are mocking you, Laura. I think the squirrels are mocking you. They actually do mock me. But that's why I'm not going out because I'm losing cool points from them. Like I lost all my street squirrel cred. Wait, how do you say it? Street squirrel cred. They lost it all. They they don't even they 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 care nothing about me being out there on the porch, you know, feet away. And I think I, I swear, like, what I noticed when I went hardcore vegan, within a year, the birds would hang right next to me. I'm like, they can't smell chicken on me. Like, they can't smell meat. So the animals, they say, you know, when you walk into a forest, the faster the animals run or the closer they come to you, will be an indication of your levels of self awareness. So that's interesting, right? So if people, if dogs and animals and babies love you, you probably have a really beautiful note. So did you like my note analogy, Dr. Sean? Just want some feedback here and uh, questions, I, perhaps. I, I did. I liked, I liked what you said about the violin never being uh, jealous of the cello and that everybody knowing their place and where they fit into the symphony really is what life's about, right? So we've, everything that we covered in, that, in my 15, 20 minutes of blathering you just summed up so eloquently that that i feel i feel ashamed that i even bothered to try to explain it <laughs> this earlier. is why he takes joy do you see this case in point <laughs> so joy's probably selling a house so david my, my, sees it david saw it david just David's, saw it okay david on my come on man i have to be quiet it, okay it, oh. dr sean dr sean can you hear me Yes, I can, David. Yes, you're coming from from right. God's seat of Grub Deck. Come on, man. So listen, yeah, you checked it out. It's insane, isn't it? So um, it's, it's pretty extraordinary. I can't even believe that they don't charge for this thing. Um, but listen, uh, Dr. Shaw, you are like the most self-deprecating human I've ever met in my life. And, you know, all that tells me and tells us is that you know, you have a, a, a very giving mentality. You know, everybody that we know in our lives is either a giver or a taker, right? There's very, there's not that many neutrals. They tend to lean one way or the other. And I, I love everybody and I try to serve everybody, but man, uh, let me hang out with the givers uh, because I, I love having that giving mentality and it's, 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 it's great energy. And you have that, you know, uh, Laura, you have that. Although Laura has a, uh, a food energy to her. I told her she's Holy. very food oriented, although Crumb. she jumped off, she jumped out of the fruit basket today and, uh, and, and started talking about monkeys. So that's, and cupcakes. that's a whole, and cup, well, you always have to throw food in there somewhere, but, um, I, I just, I just think it's so interesting. I love the fact that you guys always come up with such creative, non-traditional ways of, of getting across very important, fundamental, powerful points and things that can serve all of us. And, and, and what's cool about it is it causes us, I don't know how anybody else feels, but as I'm listening to things, uh, listening to you guys speak, it causes my brain to fire in different ways. It tends to be more visual, almost like back in the day, I'm not this old, but back in the day before television, all programming was on the radio. And, and back then, you know, people would sit around and listen to the radio and would rely on their brain and their imagination would paint the pictures that would ultimately start showing up on television. Well, once they showed up on television, you know, your brain doesn't have to operate that way. And that's not necessarily a good thing. Um, and, you know, they, Dr. Sean, um, I, I spent time with people that work in the concussion protocol side of things. And, and uh, when I was talking one day with Tim Grover, 
who is uh, Michael Jordan's uh, coach and Kobe's uh, or workout coach rather. Um, and he was telling me in the studies that he had that I asked him, why are more kids getting concussions today, whether they play soccer or football or anything else? And you know what he told me is he said there's a kind of a protective band that goes over your brain inside your cranium, inside your head, and that since kids are playing more video games and streaming and watching uh, things on their phones versus back in the day when we all grew up with sticks and we would make up games uh, and have to be imaginative, it, it actually affects the growth of that protective band. And so it's leaving kids more susceptible. And isn't that interesting? And we don't think about this, you know, in our day-to-day -day lives. We go about our day-to-day -day lives getting inundated with marketing messages, visual messages, digital messages. And so it's really cool to kind of get back. And we're all kind of listening to an old school 1930s radio station with Laura and Sean, where you're causing our brains to fire in such imaginative ways. And we're kind of like eating our vegetables, but don't realize we're eating our vegetables. We're getting something uh, really great out of it. So I just wanted to take a moment and thank you. And Sean, I just want to let you know that you could be self-deprecating all you want. We, we know, we know you're a phenomenal human. This that is, is awesome. true. Thank David. I love David. I love when you said that. And I love the analogy you made about the radio. And especially with the kids, because I was wondering why the athletes, the young athletes get hurt so much more often. And that makes so much sense. So as always, you added something beautiful. And at least there's someone else who noticed that Dr. Sean said that. Dr. Sean, we love you. And we love to how you, uh, how you say things. You have your own manner. And by the way, Dr. Sean uh, in Charlotte gave out free adjustments. And I came back like a new person. So if you're ever in New Hampshire... It's a small state, so I can just say New Hampshire without saying the city. You can just go to his clinic and get an adjustment because he's got I think, great. Laura, <clears throat> I think that Dr. Sean in 2022 should set a big goal um, because this is your way of spreading your giving spirit, you know, and spreading love and what you know, what you do, what you're passionate about. But I think that you should set a goal to hit all 50 states in 2022. And at each state, you have an opportunity to hang out or meet up with some clubhouse friends or associates, give them a nice adjustment, and then in return, we will give you something in return. And how cool of a year would that be, Dr. Sean? That would be amazing, David, but I only have one question. Who keeps letting you on stage for crying out loud, man? Give me a break. <laughs> the up-leveling has oh. begun. What Joy, you, you hear about? this, what you right, mean, John? What do you mean letting me on stage? I bowl my way up here. David's our favorite I, boomer. We have to I keep love, him around. He's I the best looking, David. too. I, I love David's music. Joy, I might be the only boomer. I don't know. I'm one of a few. Well, my friend. No, Megan. you're not the only one, David. Pastor Jeff. Who is it? Wait, who is that? Who is that? Pastor this Jeff. is Pastor Jeff, and I'm and a I, as well. Wait, wait, wait. 1959. Pastor you Jeff, bet. you look so much younger than me. I need to get on your skin regimen. Uh, mine is terrible. You know what they uh, say, you look David. Amazing. Black don't crack. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, David, I'll send you some yeah. skincare, and I am a boomer as well. This is Megan. Uh, that's okay, right. I'm a 1950. I'm a 1959 too, Jeff. I know, David. <laughs> I've been listening to you very well. Why? Why? Thank you. I appreciate that. I but you know, you came across something very. You came across a good point, David. If Laura and Sean go out on tour, Laura can do the mental adjustment, and Sean can do the physical, and Boom. each person will have back a brand back. new body. Yeah, right. They're together. Back, back in, and here's what I would say. And I tell you, write this down right now. Write it down because when you do this, I get to write the foreword to your book. But you guys go out back to back to Jeff's point, the mental adjustment, <laughs> the physical adjustment. And as you go out, you interact and 
engage with different clubhouse people. We all live in different places, come from different lives, have different experiences, have had different adversities, know different things. And you could end up recording those sessions, tr transcribing it and turning it into a book, a year on the road, right? A year on the road uh, with Clubhouse. And you could turn it to a I'm really cool it. book. Let's do that. that wait, wait, wait. We got to we got to make it a three. You got to make it three. Everything happens in three. So you need the so mental, the us. spiritual, and the physical. And for the spiritual, you need Pastor Jeff. There we go. All right, guys, go go make it happen. I'm taking notes, David. Like I always do when I hear you talking, because I love that idea, especially as someone who is really into things like, oh, I'm about to be a Marriott Platinum, and I like becoming a Delta, you know, whatever whatever the next level is. So I love moving around the country, especially on foot. No, not on foot. Well, sometimes, yeah, New York City on foot, driving, walking. So this is a thing. And you guys all heard it right here. Uh, feel free to come to I, Chicago. I, I, I'll host you. See that? That's where I was born. There you go. I, so I, think, yeah. I think, hey, I think everybody, everybody in the audience and everybody on stage Right now, DM, send a DM to Laura Wild, Blueberry, and Dr. Sean, um, I don't know what, we got to come up with something that is uh, a turtle or something. I don't know. Space bar. Um, <laughs> Space bar. Turtle, right? I got to get, get him to get his head out of his shell. But you know what the cool thing about turtles are? They, right? They, they, they only go forward, right? So, um, Anyways, but I think you should DM Dr. Laura, uh, Dr. Sean and Laura and say, here's where I'm from. Uh, put me on your list if you want them to come and put you on the list. And then we just need to get like Greyhound or something to sponsor you guys. And we're good. Uh, Spirit Airlines, Spirit Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. my God. Give me, give me Greyhound before you give me Spirit. I don't, what if I will Porsche not can sponsor us? Maybe Porsche will sponsor us. We'll have two Cayennes. We'll do that. Or Lambo, David, can you make it happen? Do you have a Lambo dealership? <laughs> yeah, easy. Okay. <laughs> I easy, love that I idea. No. Oh, okay. Well, I love the idea, David. I'm down. It actually makes a lot of sense. My son's got another year in Russia. So what am I to do with myself but meet the people who are here hanging out at the breakfast table with us all the time and reminding me and reminding Dr. Sean that it's you don't need to settle for crumbs because it's like Hansel and Gretel. When the crumbs went away, it was, what did you say, dangerous and scary, and using their intuition and some other tips, other skills, they were able to find their way out to a home where not only were they affordable as children, but where they could thrive. So, Dr. Sean, what else do you want to wrap up with? Or is there anyone else who wants to contribute or, or give a shout-out about Hansel and Gretel? Shout-out to Hansel. As soon as Spizak started talking, I forgot we had a segment. Sorry about that. Did okay, you cry? So, did you cry? I, I, did not, I did not cry, but I did want to yell. Um, but I appreciate what you said, David. Thank you very much. And we, as always, we'll take some of what you say under consideration. Thank All you. of it. <laughs> did he just David say some? David's one of my coaches. I go to his master class and I learn a lot. Man, oh man, Dr. Sean, I think you need to come to a, a class as well. I can. I've been there. I've been there. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an adjustment, brother. <laughs> yes, this is a thing. This is a thing, right? So this is Breakfast with Champions. We had a segment going, and then it became like an old-time clubhouse room. And I got to be honest with you, it felt pretty good. I like the new format. I like all the people that we have contributing now. We have over 70 moderators helping us keep this thing going 12 hours a day, six hours on Saturday. And then Club 111, we have over 80, almost 100 moderators helping with that. And that is no simple task. So I am grateful for Sarah McCord and her ability to reel us all in and keep us on task and to make sure that we are on time for who's next. And I'm not sure who that is. Does anybody know? I'll do the recap while you look at the thing, whatever that thing is called. So this is Breakfast with Champions, Wealth, Wisdom, and Wellness Wednesday. And we have programming 5 to 5, Monday through Friday. 
6 a.m. is when we start on Saturday, and we have Club 111 on Sunday. If you go to growforgod.com, it's going to tell you all about the conference. And if you ever get bored of listening to us talk, don't leave and go somewhere else. Stay right with us and go to breakfastwithchampions.live, which is where you can listen to different episodes via podcast. They don't go up right away, but we're getting better at it. And so we are going to be the, well, we're closely, almost there. We're going to be the number one podcast in the galaxy. Okay. Not just the planet, not just the U S but the entire galaxy, all the planets, even the ones that haven't been created yet. So a quick recap, seven things about, you know, why you don't want to settle for crumbs and how not to do it is one, stop worrying about what everyone else gets. And the second thing is to accept the beauty and the love that you receive just for being you, because you are enough. Dr. Sean and crew. And then remember to ask for more or better and know that you can, you can truly have it all and ask for not just to not have a cold or a flu, but ask for resilient wellness, vibrant energy, high vibes. Also find your tribe. Your tribe is going to help you get out of the woods and help you stay out of the woods. And remember the proximity. If you hang out with five millionaires, you'll be the sixth. If you hang out with five kids, you'll be the sixth. So choose who you want to hang out with and choose the vibe and the frequency you surround yourself with. Also intuition. And then, yeah, I know I just can't stay on script. Can I, and then you're going to find your zone. And the way you do that is by remembering that you are playing a note. And like I said earlier, the violin does not get jealous of the cello because they each contribute to a beautiful symphony. And our universe is just like that symphony. And we all get to choose the note and choose it before the next time your heart beats because you get to create the paradise of your own choosing and it affects the rest of us. So if you don't want to do it for yourself, do it for everyone else. And there's no reason to compare because you just play your note. So that's their note. Play you, boo. I'm Laura Wild, Laura Blueberry Wild, and I'm here with Dr. Sean Shapiro, my good friend from Clubhouse and now in real life. Guys, make your Clubhouse friends your in real life friends, right? DM us if you see someone you want to be friends with. I won't think you're weird because I'm weird like that. Someone else might, but who cares? Just you got to go for it in life, right? So Dr. Sean, what did I forget? What else do we want to add? Anyone else want to contribute? Because I said we're going to contribute a lot, but people are kind of quiet. Hopefully it's because you were listening and you're like diligently doing whatever you have to do. But we're happy to hear a, a quick contribution or two or Dr. Sean, if you want to add more. I want to contribute. I heard you say that scarcity is made up and it's not real. And I love that because we often act from scarcity so often. And I'm with you. The world is abundance. Yes, I love that. Wait, who Facts. was that? I, I couldn't see. That, that. was Kristen. Oh, that was, I don't speak a whole lot, but. She's got, she's got a great <laughs> did you change your picture? picture? Yes. Yeah. I oh, did. I'm purple down here. It's beautiful. Why well, with you PTR, you're up here. Beautiful picture and yes, beautiful affirmation. I, I also have to remind myself of that because when Dr. Sean and I are speaking, we know that we're speaking to ourselves and we're, you know, we all rise together as we like to say. Thanks for that contribution contribution, Kristen. This was such a fun segment. Thank you guys. Hi guys, it's Megan. Hi, Megan. Hello. I just want to say Hi, thank you. Hello, hello. Just been busy doing stuff and listening and uh just very much enjoy your spirit and your information and your humor and off script, Laura, anytime. Love your, you know, cello and violin and on and on. Really enjoy you guys. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Megan. Appreciate you, love. I also met Megan in real life. So lucky. And soon again, I'm sure. Yes, absolutely. At some of these conferences coming up in Dallas and in Lexington, Kentucky. So I hope to see you soon. Absolutely, you will. Who else? Oh, hey, Damien. Hey, Tony Mo. I see so many people that I've come to love on this app. Hi, friend. Good to see you again. Good to see you, too. Hey, Laura, I thought you were coming on at one. But it's uh, one, okay. you're Dr. Sean and I shared, <laughs> shared from one until two. So we did. So we have a half hour but we, we like the camaraderie and the connection. And that way, if I'm a flake one day, he can cover me. And if he's, he's not a flake. So if he ever has patience and he can't cover, we got it covered. So yeah, we're just sharing. Good deal. Good deal. Hey, this is Dr. Tom, if you don't mind. Hey, Dr. Tom, Welcome. I are, my first IRL clubhouse person. Yes. I had the, uh, the great privilege of actually working with and seeing Dr. Sean every week. 
I'm one of the patients with him in New Hampshire. So we've got New Hampshire covered, Laura, but I look forward to when you come to town for this roadshow you're doing. Uh, as you and, Laura and Joy were, learned over the weekend, he's exactly the same person in the real world as he is on Clubhouse. And I'm really fortunate to have yep. him in my tribe. Um, Laura, I really appreciate you talking about the mind screws because that is something that Dr. Sean, in a very, very shuttle, subtle way, challenges me with when I show up in his office because I've got that really rigid, logical shrink brain going. And I didn't know much about the energy work and all of those other pieces. And he's shown me so much with just relieving my pain and helping me figure things out with my body that uh, I never thought I would learn before in a different way. So you guys have, must have had a fantastic weekend with him. And uh, I look forward to spending time with him and getting to know the rest of you. So I'll hand the mic back to you. Yay. Can't wait to meet you either. I'm definitely down for New Hampshire. So I'll see y'all up there for sure. And there's a lot of states oh, okay. along the way between Atlanta and there. I do that. know that Atlanta's not a state. Okay. Well, it's about, it's the top of the hour. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.